Hello and welcome to episode three of the Wrong Town podcast with me, Riley, and Claw. Oh, hi! So we're back in the booth for the first time in 2016. It's a new year. It's yeah. a new year. <laughs> it's a new day. Hopefully the first of many podcasts in 2016, but we'll see how this one does and take it from there, really. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate the new podcast by opening this bottle of juice I should open before we you, started. You should have opened that before we started. That's very unprofessional. It actually wasn't that loud. I could have got away with that. <laughs> Let's continue. It's 2016. 2016. Thanks to everyone who uh, listened to episode two, everyone who liked that video on YouTube, subscribed on iTunes, left us comments and asked us questions too, because we got we did get a few questions at the time. Uh, and we got a few more just before we started today. So we've got some things to say, which is good. That's content we don't have to make up. So that's, yeah. that's free stuff. That's the us. best kind of content. Best kind of content. Um, now, we've been pretty busy. The sort of end of year, start of year uh, month period is usually pretty busy for us at work. So yeah. not with anything. We're not being, I was going to just cut in there and say not busy with anything important. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, so you may have noticed uh, on Monday night, uh, the video that went up, although there was a video that went up, there was no video that went up and there was a video that put up to explain why there was no video put up. There's a little bit of inception going on. A little bit. It's a bit, it's, <laughs> it's a bit meta. Yeah. Um, and with that said, uh, today's podcast might be a little bit shorter than the other ones just because we've been really busy. We've not really had time to play games and, you know, write award-winning content. Yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> you don't know this. Yeah, deal with it. And I also, I think I'll just tag on a little thing. I like to let Riley do the intro because, you know, he's just better at I'm making... I'm preparing for a career in broadcasting Yeah, he's just here. better at making this is, words... This is going on my showreel. ...like into things that make sense than I am. But I just wanted to say, that, uh, you know, thanks to everybody who seems to have been enjoying it and has been telling us to do more and asking us when there's going to be more. We've we've actually had some new people visit the channel as well. I was well. going to say that, yeah. And, few uh, new faces. Yeah, I'd just like to say hello and welcome to all you new folk. Yeah. And... I'm not going to thank the people who have been here for ages because they've been here for ages. They're not going to leave. <laughs> no. you, you, those are people you don't have to work to keep. Exactly. Those they're guys, not they're are, going those anywhere. Those guys are like any old yeah. shit that we put out. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Actually, it's quite funny because all of the questions are from guys, I would say, or guys and girls that I would say are in that category. Excellent. So, yeah. Let's make some enemies. <laughs> <laughs> um, without any further... Um, filling for time. Let's get right on to what Claw's been playing since the oh. last time. It was like December last time we did this, right? Was it November? Oh, I, might have been November. I think it, it might have even been November we recorded it. So you've had like a month and a half. You must have played all kinds of stuff. Surprisingly little, <laughs> actually. But I have played some things and it's probably good because last time I talked about Life is Strange for about a day. So this time I've only played a little bit of some games. I played one game to completion but it was a short game so I don't have too much to talk about. I'll start with a brand new game out, it's only just been released a year ago, <laughs> which was, uh, I played Dying Light. I got it for PS4. I got it for Christmas because I think it was like a tenner or something on Amazon. So, mm. so I got Dying Light and I decided to play it. So Dying Light is like the Dead Island spinoff, is that right? Similar I don't, sort of it's, thing? it's not even a spinoff. It's actually a complete standalone, but it's like, okay. it's definitely the sequel that isn't related to it in storyline. Like... The engine, like everything, like it's just, it's just the next Dead Island because okay. there is meant to be a Dead Island too, but nobody knows when it's coming out. But, right, right. Because they keep delaying it. But it's basically like Dying Light was the next project from those Dead Island guys. I had heard, and I would be interested to hear because I've not played Dying Light, but I've heard from most people who have played Dying Light the same sort of thing, which is this is really good for the first like half an hour, and then they kind of get bored and drop off. Yeah, well, was that was that Dead Island you were talking about? <laughs> right, I mean... The, uh, maybe, I could see that point of view, but I would actually maybe be a little bit harsher and say that I didn't... 
I just don't think it's that interesting. Oh, wow. What I'll say is it's really cool because I remember when they first announced it and it was like 2013 or something and then they delayed it for like two years before yeah. it came out. And the reason they delayed it was because it's basically like, it's like Dead Island. It's a zombie apocalypse, like fighting kind of RPG. Oh, is there a lot of melee First person thing. Yeah, there is. in there. But, they, but it's also like full of parkour, like to the point where everything... You can run up everything. You could jump everything. It, is, it really does feel open world. Right. And uh, they delayed it, apparently, because they weren't happy with that. They wanted to make it better. And it is good. Like, is I've it, only had a little bit of experience out in the city, but it's pretty good. Is it first person? Yes. Because my experience of all first person parkour games is, this is crap and I feel seasick. Well, there's maybe a little bit of that, but I, I didn't get that seasick vibe from it. It actually felt pretty good. And it really does look good. I would actually say... Technically, it's very, very good. My criticism of it, and I can't really say too much about the story or anything because I'm really not that far into fair it. Fair enough, fair enough. But it doesn't feel like there's a lot of substance to it. Like, the story is very kind of like, as soon as the game starts, it's like, you are secret agent, secret, secret mission, secret agent. And you just drop into this <laughs> it city. Sounds great. It sounds great. <laughs> you just drop into this fictional city, which has been, like, infected with a virus, and they walled it off to keep everybody in. And for some reason, somebody in there has something really important, which has somehow been, you know, put in that city where you never think it would end up. And you're a secret agent who has to go in there. And then it's just the normal zombie stuff. And it's like, you know, factions warring behind the wall kind of thing. And it's, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot going and it's not very well explained. But I'm so early into the game, it might get better. But technically, and to actually play it, the experience of playing the game so far for me, for a game that has no guns yet, because I haven't had any guns, mm. it's pretty good like it's pretty cool running around up jumping up buildings and jumping between cars and stuff and everything you got it for a tenner you said something like that yeah so, i mean that's that sounds pretty good pretty yeah, it reasonable. feels worth it and 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 it looks good like i don't know i actually heard a lot of criticism of it when it came out and that was even a year ago like when it came out that it didn't look that good i think it looks great on ps4 anyway it looks great what about multiplayer does it have the same sort of like co-op stuff that uh, i believe has? it does have the kind of jump in jump out online co-op but like i don't have any friends so i haven't tried that yeah, yeah, of course <laughs> that makes sense that's why i always play destiny alone but yeah it's it's interesting i don't really have any anything much more to say about it than that but like if you like zombie apocalypse you like parkour like you know if you like a bit of zombies mixed with mirror's edge maybe then it's maybe for you but I would say that appeals to me on almost no conceivable mm. level, but <laughs> fair enough. I mean, if I had a spare tenor and, and like, it, if the multiplayer was good, it was something I'd maybe get involved in. But Yeah. The other game I played, mm. which I've, I played to completion, because it's only meant to take about an hour and a half, I think, even though it took me about five hours. Uh, I played Black Sails, which I don't even know what kind of game it is, because I'm not really, like, great at knowing what games are. So up front, <laughs> I will say, I know nothing about this. But when you put it down in the list of games you were going to talk about, my first question was, is it based on the TV show of the it same name? It absolutely isn't, ah. <laughs> but it is nautical-themed. Right, okay. That's uh, good, that's it's good. basically like, it's like a point-and-click adventure, you know, where you don't need to ever do anything except press the mouse. Yeah. And you just guide your character around and you click on things and you solve puzzles. It's just that. But it's it was pretty cool, like, graphically it's pretty cool. It's the... I'm not even sure when it's meant to be set, but it's set sometime, like, maybe just before Victorian era times. Like, it's it's like, you know, they have electricity and stuff, but it's not that recent. But basically, you're the survivor of a shipwreck, and you basically are in the water, and you come up upon this old, like, kind of cargo sail ship. Mm. 
and nobody knows where it's come from it's just you and one other survivor and you basically are trying to find out like what is this ship and how did you get there and it, it's kind of like it is essentially just a puzzle game but it does have this weird kind of horror atmosphere and the story kind of becomes more horror and more horror and you're trying to uncover what is actually going on and there's more to like why you're on the ship than you were led to believe it was pretty cool i i I don't know somebody paid to get it on the front page of Steam because that's how I found out about it and that's how I assume everybody found out about it. Like one day I just logged into Steam and it was on the front page and it was cheap. It was like a fiver and I was just like, yeah, I'll buy that. It looks like the kind of game I might like. And, you know, they called it Black Sales definitely because they wanted to try and get in on that audience. But it was pretty cool. It's like, it's horror, but it's not like you know, play it with a face cam horror. It's just like, it's just like a, a good atmosphere. It's terribly written. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know where it was made. I mean, if English is the first language of the country that that game was made in, they should be ashamed. But the voice acting is good, you know, and, and the story is compelling, even though it's not particularly well written. Like, it's definitely a little bit hokey. And I, like, you know, there's just weird stuff. Like, I, I wrote a couple of notes down so I wouldn't forget them. But, like, one of the first things that happens is she's reading a newspaper. You're the main character as this woman and she's reading a newspaper. And the headline of the newspaper is Ghost Ship Still Missing. And I'm like, what does that What does that even mean? Like, Ghost Ship Still Missing? How do you know it's a ghost ship? Like, it, it was just like... Do you think she was actually reading the script instead of the newspaper? Yeah, maybe. It's just... You know, she goes like, I don't remember you being aboard the ship. Where were you headed? He's like, Europe, of course. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> weird stuff like that. Like, nothing that's really terrible, but it just kind of, if it was better written, it would kill the atmosphere. Like, it's the kind of game where, like, I don't know how to make games. I don't know how to program games or yeah. make artwork or 3D models. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. But I like writing stories. And it's the kind of game where I was playing it where I was like, this looks really cool. And it feels really cool. And it sounds really cool. And if only I could have wrote it, <laughs> it would have been great. Is it like an like an indie game? I don't think so. I, guess, I mean, it's a small game because the credits were very short. Right. But I don't think it's like indie indie. I think there is like some There's kind of production yeah, company behind it. Okay, interesting. But it was good. I mean, I think if you can get past the kind of hokiness of the story and the weirdness of the characters, it's, re- it's really quite good and it's got some really cool ideas in it. It's a little bit like a Telltale game in a way. Like there's a lot of dialogue and like different characters perspectives and choices matter and apparently there's multiple endings i only got one ending because i only played it once Mm -hmm. but uh, it was cool i really liked it and i would recommend it i would say if you're into adventure games and you're into like a little bit of horror but not like crap yourself bad you know it's it was pretty good the way you describe it with pirates adventure game and point and click and stuff it does sound a bit like a more serious grown-up monkey island Maybe, but bells for you? No. maybe I don't know how serious and grown up it is because it's pretty silly. But most of the silliness just comes from, like I say, from the poor script. Yeah, yeah. But maybe I'm... I don't know. I, I can barely remember Monkey Island to be honest. But Monkey Island is really cartoony, so it's yeah, not. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's nothing like that. It's kind of like it's more. It's closer to Resident Evil than it is to, right, to yeah, Monkey okay, Island. Okay, okay. Definitely, it's on that side of it. Yeah. But it was it was cool. I really liked it, and I think anybody who likes adventure games should hopefully like it. Like I mean. You know, you could tell it was quite cheap. You know, like there wasn't animations for everything and stuff. And like sometimes weird things would just happen. But it was it was really good. Like if that was an indie game, like if that game was the first game that a bunch of people had made, I would actually say it was amazing. How, like, much? How much did it cost? Do you remember? I, I, it was very cheap okay. because I knew nothing about it. And I bought it just because I was like, that's interesting. I think it was like a fiver. Oh. Like, and it's very short. The only, the length of the game leads me to my only criticism of it, which is a... Uh, 
I think it's only supposed to take about an hour and a half. It's like a quick story that you rattle through. But it took me about four hours, and it took me four hours because there is no autosave feature, and it crashes relentlessly. Ah, right, okay. So it's got technical problems then. It certainly appears to. Mm. Was, so when you played it, was it like just out though? So maybe these are like bugs. No, I played it last night. Okay. okay. <laughs> I played it yesterday, and it's and I bought it quite a few months ago. It's been out for oh, a while. Oh, really? Months? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think it's. I mean, I'm not going to say that the game is terrible because there doesn't appear to be any reviews saying that. It might just be my system, but you mm-hmm. know, I have a lot of confidence in my rig. I think it's pretty good. And uh, maybe your computer's too powerful. Yeah, maybe. It just kept crashing, and it doesn't autosave. So sometimes, because, I mean, it's a compliment to how compelling the game is, because I wanted to keep playing. But you'd forget that you'd been playing for like half an hour, and then it would crash. And it was so annoying, because the way it does it is the symptom that you know something's went wrong is you stop hearing the character's voice audio. Right. So the game is still working, but you don't hear voices. And then when you try to click out to the menu, it just comes up crashed, and you log back in, and your save game isn't there, and you're like, ah! That sounds upsetting. Although so, at least it's short. Yeah, it's short. It was actually really good. I actually am going to play it again, I think, to get different uh, different endings. I'm going to play it again. Uh, the only criticism I would say uh, is the, the technical problem, and I would just say if you're going to buy it and play it, just keep saving because you'll lose your game and you'll have to redo it. Fair enough. But it was cool. It was it was, it was was one of the coolest games I've played in a while. Oh, okay. Black Sails, there you go. It's the kind of game I'd like to make. And you know, if the people who made Black Sails are out there and they're listening and they're looking for a writer, I'll write your games. <laughs> I'll write stories for your engine. Because I liked everything about it. It looked cool. That that could be Dead Sea 3. Yeah, if you want to make Dead Sea 3, I've already got the, I've already got a hundred page script. <laughs> written by Claw and made by the team behind Black Sails. <laughs> yes. And those, those are really the only two games that I've had a proper go. Actually, I played one more very briefly. Me and you played it. We did. Uh, just to have a look at it. Roundabout? Yeah. Which a lot of people might not have heard of because it's, it's weird as it, hell. It's the weirdest game I've played in a long time. And <laughs> I've played a game which was really weird, which I'm about to talk about on the show. But yeah, it was it was not at all what I expected. All that sort of FMV stuff just totally caught me off guard. I thought that was just the trailer with all the video footage in it. But yeah, it's actually like the game, no, the is, game is like that. by these really weird kind of surreal videos of you being this like uh, mute driver in the car and just the weird people that get in the back. Yeah, it's really weird, but I kind of like it. And it's and again, kind of like Black Sails. It's like, you know what? If I was going to make a game, there's a good chance I'd like to make a game like that because it's just so weird. Like, I mean, that's essentially it. You covered it. Like, you're just You're just a limo driver who doesn't speak. And the game is basically... It's actually like what they call them FMVs. Like, yeah. yeah. There's like video cutscenes. That's a full motion video for those keeping score. <laughs> there you go. There's full motion video cutscenes where you'll see like someone getting into your cab and you'll have a conversation and then the game is you driving the cab. But it's called Roundabout because it's, oh, I'm saying the cab. It's a limousine. It's important. It's yeah, a it's limousine. A limousine yes. So it's a long car. But the hook of the game is that it's always revolving and you can't stop it revolving. So you have to negotiate your way through the streets like without destroying your limo. But it is always spinning 360. I think like it fits into the genre of games that was started by, remember Quop? The online running game, yeah, where you had to like control the parts of the runner's leg individually or something like that, and then Octodad came from that, and then they made Life Iron Bread. Sorry, um, this feels a bit like it wouldn't have existed had it not been for those games. Like the idea of just a totally bonkers abstract idea. Yeah, it's absolutely mad, and it's almost like they came up with an absolutely mad idea for a game, and then they were like, let's next level this, and let's make it like 50% film. (laughs) But but it's cool, I like it. I mean, 
I wouldn't say it's got a huge amount of mileage, like in terms of you want to keep playing it. But I mean, I really like it. I think I, it's I cool. It, yeah, like I in terms of as far as indie games go, I think it's great. It's just wacky and fun, and I enjoy it. I actually play it recreationally. I don't own it yet, but I did play it. We did play it for the channel. Which is that ever going to see the light of day? Do you reckon our, our playthrough of Ferndale? Ah, probably not because probably for the reasons I said. Because we we thought we'll look at it because we like to play weird games and make stupid videos. And I I, I was like, let's give Roundabout a try, and we played it, and it was just it was kind of just so out there yeah. that it was really difficult to even make a video of it. But you never know. I appreciate it. Maybe <laughs> like just just a bit of, when the uh, when the when the DVD comes out. You know, DVDs have like got special features. Yeah. Maybe like the, the cutting room our floor. secret roundabout. The other through. the other eighteen hours of Viscera and us playing roundabout for yeah. for ten minutes. But it was really cool. Like I I like it as a as an ex failed filmmaker myself. <laughs> it kind of it spoke to me in a way. I was like, this is really this is really cool. I like it how how it all ties in and it works because it's not just like you get a random cutscene and then there's a bit of level. Like you know it. It's very well put together, and they've covered it all. Like you get cutscenes all the way through the game. Like you know, it punctuates everything. You get to like a waypoint, and you know the next video plays, and it all fits together. And it's funny. I'm a big fan of that. Like very brief era of games when cutscenes were done with video. Yeah, kind of Tiberian Sun, Command and Conquer is one of my favorite. Command and Conquer games did that. And no one really does it anymore. No. So I like that. Everyone's like, oh, our graphics are so good. We don't need to film real people. But it's yeah. kind of nice. It's charming. I remember when I got Tiberian Sun, like when, you know, back in the day when that was like a AAA just yeah. out game. And I remember like playing the, the single player of that. I was just like, this is amazing. There's a guy from Aliens and Terminators in it. It's oh, like, yeah, I, like yeah. those guys just, spent money on yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. Well, I, was that not like the most expensive computer game ever made at the time? Ooh, I think pass. it was. Maybe. I think at the time that came out because they basically made Tiberian Sun the game and Tiberian Sun the film and put them together on CD-ROM. Brave. But yeah, that's that's the only new games I've played. The only other thing I wanted to say very briefly, and I mean very briefly, go I'm on, just not on. even going to go into it, was uh, Just Cause 3, which I absolutely panned in our last podcast. You were not kind. Yeah. I've continued to play it. And as I suspected might happen, you know what? I found a degree of enjoyment in it. And... I'm not. Even, I'm not going to flip flop because I'm going to say ninety percent of the things that I said were bad about it are bad about it, yeah. and they still are bad. But I'm going to be less harsh on it, and I'm going to say like, you know what? It's fun. Like once you get over all that crap and just accept that it's not actually a great game, there's a lot of fun to be had. And I, I just kind of looked at the Steam page for it, and it said you've played like you know twenty hours of Just Cause Three, and I was like, well, I've got to be enjoying something because this I'm is, playing it. Well, yeah, and. Uh, so uh, you know that's I just wanted to add that in there is that I basically said it was terrible and you shouldn't buy it or play it. I've kind of come around where I would still say do not buy it for a console. I feel like buying that game for a console is foolish and the game developers should not be allowed to take your money for that. But buying it for PC, I think there's enjoyment to be had and once they get the multiplayer mod which has now officially been announced it I think has, it yes. is happening. Yep. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. As predicted by us in the last podcast. <laughs> yeah. And pretty much everyone else it's not like we were. Yeah. You know trendsetters but it was what it was what i thought might happen is that once you start to unlock some of the skills and you get like six grappling hooks instead of one and stuff like it becomes a slightly different animal so i it feels like something i will i sort of knew from the start i was always gonna get it it was just at what price point that i feel comfortable getting it and i would probably say that is i i I still slated it last time but i only did pay like 15 quid for it so you know what i'd at the time, I felt like even that was too much. Yeah. Now, I would say I've definitely got 15 quid's worth of enjoyment out of the game. Fair enough. And I mean, when the multiplayer's out, hopefully it'll pay for itself. <laughs> yeah, maybe 
maybe summer, maybe Steam Summer Sale, it'll be lower priced and I'll I'll pick it up. Yeah. But uh You'll have to like time your buy. Because my prediction is when the multiplayer mod is getting ready to come out, the price of the game will jack oh, yeah. back up because so, they'll know that a lot of people want to play that. It's called doing an Arma 2. Yeah. <laughs> Daisy came out, nobody was buying Arma, and suddenly everyone wanted to buy it. Yeah. Suddenly the price, is suddenly £40 for Arma. <laughs> yeah. Man, remember Daisy? Yeah. God, that was a bust. That was. We even tried to make a wrong turn video of it <laughs> once, and we were just like, forget this crap. <laughs> I forgot about that. We spent such a long time, and I remember you and I were together, and Davey was like on the other side of the map, and we played for like probably like 90 minutes of just trying to meet. <laughs> we just couldn't find yeah. each other. Well, it probably wasn't helped by the fact that, that we're trying to meet Davey, because he's, yeah, he's not cooperative at the best of times. Yeah, and it. it it was at the time when the game was still... I mean, it still re- is very buggy even to this day, but at yeah, the time it was like... It was, you could barely get on it without it crashing. I would say there was a decent chance that Davey wasn't even on the same server as us. <laughs> there was, there was no evidence that he ever was on the same we, server. We never met him. Yeah, we never saw him. There you go. That's another one that lives on the cutting room floor, which yeah. we'll probably never see the light of day. But yeah, that's really... I don't really have much else to talk about. I think that's pretty much everything I've been playing. Fair enough. Well, I've been... I mean, I've... I've been busy to a lesser degree than you, but I've not been playing too many games because... It's been Christmas New Year, isn't it? I've got it? a very it's demanding family just... life yeah. and, you know, things happen and ugh, you know what it's like. I spent a lot of time... Yeah, you know what it's like, you orphans. I spent a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> spent a lot of time with the family and going out and doing things and all this kind of stuff. You know, whatever. I won't make any excuses. I was supposed to play games. I didn't play that many games. <laughs> but I did play some games. So, what games did I play? That's the question. I played Race the Sun a little bit more. Now, I was quite harsh on Race the Sun, and it was when you said that you'd been playing it more and you were enjoying it more that I decided to play it more, and I'm enjoying it more. Yeah. And I think I've I think I figured it out what we were doing wrong, and I'm sure you've you've already gone <laughs> through this a million times yourself. But we were playing it like an endless runner, and it's not an endless runner. No. It's objective based. It's more like a roguelike sort of game where you sort of meet objectives, do a certain number of barrel rolls, get a certain amount of jumps in one run. It's all about run, 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 run. But it's sort of like Binding of Isaac style, getting yeah. better every time. We were definitely playing it wrong. When you play it like that, it's actually a lot better. And what I was told by the game's developer, I believe, who, oh, watched, really? who watched our video, supposedly, or someone in their community department, I don't know, someone, someone who makes Race to Sun saw our video. And, uh, and they were not pleased. Yeah, they were, they were fairly good about my harsh comments. But they, they said there's, there's a whole Steam workshop where people make their own levels. And there's like tons and tons of levels for Race to Sun. That, so that's it's like, cool, I like that. I'm, we're, I'm we're definitely, PS4, but yeah. We're definitely, I mean, almost definitely going to return to continue our series in it because we did, we did like three episodes or something and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. A lot of people have been asking if there's going to be more. I will say there probably is going to be more Race to Sun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and I think we'll enjoy it more the next time we play it for the channel. Um, what I will say is I still I still think the controls are not responsive enough. Like, Yeah, you can't me, barrel roll when you want to. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's maybe just a preference. Like, It was probably built with that in mind to be a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more about meeting objectives than just getting as far as you can. But for me, like, the reason why I like games like Super Hexagon, like Boss and X, which are different because they're all about getting as far as you can. Yeah, I like those games because they were like super responsive and twitchy, 
and I found that Race the Sun wasn't responding as fast as I was. That's yeah. my excuse for not being so good at it. And I was so I was trying to play well, it. Well, I like, think you've got the track record to say that as far as you like, can, right? <laughs> Um, the other thing I really dislike about it, and I, I've got a fair amount of video footage because every time it happened, I hit the share button on my PS4, which dumps the last 15 minutes of your gameplay. <laughs> and I did that quite a few times. <laughs> the windmills. I don't know what it was. We played the game, and I don't think we ever got caught with a windmill blade coming down at the same time we tried to go through the bottom of it. It does happen. It happened, I don't think every, it happened in our videos. every fucking time when I was playing it. And it was just doing my head. And like I could only get as far as the first set of windmills because it was like they were just timed to hit me. I think what I've noticed, and I'm not going to say, because I haven't seen your footage, and, and, and I actually think we'll we'll bring Riley's footage in to the, to the cutting room and we'll have a look Damn at right it. Damn right we will. Because I haven't seen Riley's footage, but in my experience with the windmills, the options are is try and get a power-up jump and jump over it. Or the other one I've noticed is that when you come up against a wall of windmills, they're very rarely in sequence. So if you're if you look like you're not going to make one, you try and get to the next one. You try to you try to move over left uh, or right. I don't know. I don't know. I'm <laughs> pre- pretty sure because I remember feeling very aggrieved because I felt like there was nothing I could have done. I had no out. I had no option. I'm really interested to see it. Well, I'll bring it in next time we uh, next time we get together because I feel like everyone needs to see that uh, more to make me feel better. Because I like to complain and, and I like people to agree with me when I complain. So, uh, <laughs> and I'll feel really embarrassed if I bring it in and you're like, you should have just gone that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. That's painfully obvious. Should have went that's, for that one. That's upsetting. Because I was genuinely, I was very angry. Like I was like, getting out of my chair and like shouting at the television. <laughs> I was very angry. Yeah. But again, like you said, with Just Cause, you'd put so many hours in, there must be something you're enjoying. I was the same with Race the Sun. I yeah. played it for quite a long time. I found so. a lot of love for it. And I actually... It's almost like a de-stressor for me because, like you said, we've been working a lot over the uh, winter period. Yeah. And uh, when I was kind of getting a little bit stressed, when the work was getting a little bit too much, I was actually opening Race the Sun on another monitor and playing that there's like a chill out level where it's basically it never ends. There's no sun like setting. You just keep going and it's just really relaxed and you just float around and jump. And and I was playing that as like a de-stressor. Like actually, there's a lot to be said for Race the Sun. I think... You know, in the first video we played it, we were just like, this is pretentious fucking crap. I think we we <laughs> thought it was quite shallow. And yeah. Actually, it's not anywhere near as shallow. It was us who was we're, quite we're shallow. We were just idiots, basically. <laughs> we just yeah. saw something and we thought, we know games. We've been around the block a few times, pal. We know what this is. We're going to play it. Yeah. And we didn't. We knew nothing. The only thing that disappoints me is that Race the Sun is available on Apple devices, but only newer Apple devices. And I have, I have an iPad Mini 2, yeah. so I can't play it on my iPad. And I really wanted to, because that's something I think... I haven't played it, so maybe it's rubbish. But I would imagine playing Race the Sun on your mobile device like as a time killer, I think that's probably a winner. I have a memory, <laughs> and I, I admit it might have been a dream, but it was a good memory, <laughs> of playing it on the Vita. I think it might be on the Vita, because I'm sure I was playing it on my Vita. If it is, I'm going to get it. Unless I made that up. I remember it being very good. So there you go. Actually, it definitely was on the Vita, because I also remember the interface didn't quite fit the screen properly. It's (laughs) it's fine on PS4, it's fine on PC, but it's sort of not quite fine on Vita, whatever. No one gives a shit about the Vita. Yeah, it's fine. Lazy. Very lazy. Um, Yeah, so Race to Sun, very, very better. Yeah, that's my review. Very better. Very better. Um, the other game that I've been trying and failing many times, and I've been somewhat vocal about this on Twitter and on both podcasts, I think, is uh, is Fallout 4, which I'm getting to the point now where I'm starting to accept that no matter how good everyone in the world says it is, it's just not for me because <laughs> it's not clicking. 
I just get angry when I play. I've it. actually heard a lot of bad things from it, like and from people who would normally like it as well. Like my, I haven't played it, and I'm not really a Fallout guy, so I don't really think I've got much right to speak about it. Yeah, but. What I'm hearing, the just general feeling, is that Fallout 4 was a disappointment. That's what I'm hearing. I, I, I would say so. and I've been trying to work out the reasons why. So it, I'm only a couple of hours in, but it's just not clicking with me. It's not sort of like sucking me in. The intro is quite compelling. It's quite dramatic. Like you're in the old world before the the apocalypse, essentially, the nuclear apocalypse. And you the bombs go off and you've got to run with your family into the vault. That's very cool. Then it's just... Fallout 3 after that. Yeah. You're in the wasteland. And I, I don't get me wrong, I loved Fallout 3. And I absolutely rinsed it. I played hours and hours and hours back on uh, on Xbox 360. I thought it was fantastic. And then when I was finished with it, when I got to the end, I saw I was quite satisfied. I turned it off, I put the disc back in the box, put it on the shelf, and I was like, that's it. I don't need to go back there. I had a great time, but that's it. It's over. On to the next one. And then New Vegas came out, which was sort of like a spin-off game built on the same engine by a different team, but it's very similar graphically and by all accounts new vegas was a great game um everyone loved it and said it was way better than fallout 3 and i just couldn't get into it i sat down and started playing it and i was like i've done all this before like i've wandered around the wasteland i've seen burnt out cars and burnt out houses i've gone through drawers finding old bits of cutlery and bottle caps and stuff like that and i just never got into but it you've got a dog now right you have a dog now there were dogs in the other games oh take um, it back but you can you can tell your dog to do things <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Fallout 4 feels like New Vegas to me. Like, uh, I'm... Just feels like an expansion for Fallout 3 rather than well, a standalone. Don't get me wrong, it does look nice. It's got the same sort of like janky bugginess that all Bethesda games have got, and it does crash, and uh, the subtitles don't work, and sometimes the dialogue <laughs> doesn't work, and sometimes like, they, the sort of conversation system's a bit, a bit sort of flaky in general and it has one of the worst user interfaces that has ever been i've not like i'm not a fallout guy but i've played enough to know that the user interface is just filthy uh, yeah i actually like, would have to agree with that the like so cluttered and messy and navigating, confusing and navigating around the the pib boy which is like the sort of computer on your arm where you do all your inventory management and things like that i've found it to be a chore and you can get the app for your ipad which i did get and you're supposed to be able to control it on that. Uh, that didn't work for me. I don't know why, but it didn't work. Um, and to be honest, I don't think it's going to make the game that much better for me. Um, and you, what game was it you were talking about when it was Black Sails and you were saying that uh, when it crashes, you lose all this progress because you forget to save after a little while? Yeah. Fallout's like that. Like if you die, you roll back to your last save. And if so, if you've been walking through the wilderness for 25 minutes, picking up stuff, exploring stuff, if you haven't gone into any buildings, it won't autosave. So if you just happen to come up against like a radioactive scorpion, which at my point of the game is a million times more powerful and dangerous than I am, and it kills you instantly, <laughs> like you go back to where you were. Yeah, I've the got, last no, time I've you got no time for that kind of and thing. And every right? time that happens, that that is every time I've tried to play it, something like that's happened, and that's the point when I've been like, nah, and I've just yeah. like turned it off, put the control down, be like, nah, I, I don't have time for this. So I'm sad that I don't like Fallout Four. Um, but I'm starting to accept it, and that's it. That's you know that's the first stage in recovery. Yeah, don't try and change my mind, all you people who've been <laughs> trying to change my mind when I've been moaning about it on Twitter. I appreciate your uh, your support, but I don't think Fallout Four is for me, and I'm really sad about that. I definitely get that vibe, where, and I'm obviously I like I like to I like to make waves and you know challenge people with my yeah. weird out there views, <laughs> but I I just. 
I feel just for, because I don't play Fallout, but I know lots of people who play Fallout, and I'm obviously I keep in touch with what's going on in the gaming world, so yeah. I hear about it, and it just feels to me like the bottom line is it's not really that good. It's not really any different from Fallout 3, and in the ways it's different, people are saying in some ways it's worse. It feels like one of those things where it's just a franchise that is loved, and people are just never going to accept that it could not be great. So it's kind of just like Fallout 4, it's great. Is it really great? It doesn't matter. It's Fallout 4. I think <laughs> I think they like. there's definitely... It's like Halo. When was the last time people said a Halo game was crap? They don't, because they love them. If you no, like a Halo game, you love them. You are right. I think the problem I've got with... Probably all the Bethesda games, so like Fallout 3 and New Vegas and Skyrim and Oblivion and, and Fallout 4 now, like there's not an awful lot of difference in like the way they were put together. Like you always know exactly what to expect. They're like Telltale. I, it's actually, it's, yeah, it's not, almost like it's getting old. That's not like, far <laughs> off the mark. Yeah, it is getting old. Um, the first game of this type I played was Morrowind, which was the, uh, the Elder Scrolls before Fallout 3, I think it was. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I did feel like the jump to Fallout 3 felt different. Um, and I love both of those games, played them all to death. Oblivion, I thought was crap. Skyrim, I played a lot, but I broke it myself. It was my own <laughs> fault. I tried to cheat the game. I found an exploit where you could hide behind this this like big um, Viking-style guy and just hit him over and over again while you were in sneak mode. And if you did that, he wouldn't know you were there. He wouldn't die. He wouldn't attack you. And your stealth um, stat just went up and up and up and up and up. <laughs> and I was like, I've got 99 stealth. I'm amazing. I'm, I'm the best stealth guy in the world. But the problem is my other stats were all really bad. And the game was adjusting around me. So all the enemies were badass. And I had no way to fight them except to hide. <laughs> so I had to stop Because playing. the game just assumes that if one stat's yeah, 100, you're going to be ready for... It sort of averages yeah. out your stats. Right? Oh. And, yeah. So that's, I, that's foolish, my, wasn't it? It's my own fault. Yeah. I, I, you know, Skyrim had the potential to be great. I broke it. My fault. Hold my hands up. Fallout 4, I don't feel like it's given me a chance. Uh, I'm not trying to cheat it. I'm just trying to play it. And uh, yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. So that's Fallout 4. Um, but the other game that I've been playing, or that I have played to completion, and I played the episode one of it last time we spoke, is Life is Strange. I decided I was going to play it to completion. And uh, I don't know how you want to do this because I, I would like to talk about like the things that happen. I think we'll talk about the things that happen, but we should just, you know, clearly inform uh, whoever's listening if they want to play it and they haven't played it yet. That well, spoilers are within. I'll tell you what I'll do. When I'm editing this podcast, I will put in an extra little bit of voice um, after this, and I will tell you what time index to skip forward to if you don't want Life is Strange spoilers. That seems fair. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tee that up, Riley. What time should you skip to? <laughs> If you'd like to avoid spoilers for Life is Strange, you should skip forward now to 59 minutes and 34 seconds. That's 59.34. Have a great day. Okay, so now that business is out of the way, hopefully if you're listening you either don't care, which is a shame, because you should, or you've played <laughs> Life is Strange and you want to hear what we thought. So, and what we did. And what we did. Well, this is it. Yeah. If I can remember. <laughs> Tantalising. Um, I thought... First of all, Life is Strange was outstanding. Like, it really, really, is. It's very really good. fantastic. Um, and I would say it's, I, I sort of think of it now as the third best game that I played in 2015. I did like Metal Gear Solid, as I said, and Destiny is sort of, you know, endlessly endearing to me. Um, but Life is Strange is like best of the rest by a huge margin. Um, I thought everything about it 
pretty much great. Like the characters yeah. were good, story was good. It's a massive wake good. up call for Telltale. Like oh, yeah. they, they need to be looking at that, and it was hugely successful, which is also great because if it had not really achieved that much, it wouldn't matter. But yeah. it was hugely successful, so hopefully. Life is Strange is great, and if we get any more, it'll be great. But also, hopefully, Telltale games are going to get better now because they're going to look at that and be like, oh, that's that's what it's really all about. Yeah, They're doing it better than we're doing it. Definitely. I think the, the, the sort of feel of it and the mood was like, spot on yeah and the music as well like you know it's not like i want that cd it's not like oh, i'm gonna listen to the soundtrack to life is strange in my car but it's like the point like it felt perfect everything about the game was perfectly selected all the music tracks that were selected fit the moments perfectly it was just really really well done and it looked amazing it looked great well like at the end of episode three there's a scene i believe max is on a bus at the very end yeah and the music that starts playing is a mogwai song and Mogwai is like my favorite band. So I'm yeah. basically sitting there playing this game, already quite into it because of the story. This music track starts playing and I'm like, this game's made about me. This is my game. Yeah, and I, I, and I had the exact same experience because it's stupidly, it's actually went out of my head. But one of the episodes, I'm pretty sure, ends with an Amanda Palmer song. No, it, uh, or, I think or, it's toward the start. When, okay, the start um, of it. Yeah, when it's I, in, I played, it in, kind of, I played it in one kind of linear straight through, so it's hard for me to separate the episodes. But... I had the same feeling where I was basically just like, oh, God, like, is it, like, I'm a big fan of her music, and yeah. that comes on. It was like, it just sucks you in even more. Yeah, right? no, they, 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 they got us, like, making that game. They just yeah. they just nailed. And to be honest, we're probably not unique. There's probably, like, a big percentage of the sort of no. gaming audience. I would would say that we're not even like that that far in terms of like, like people went nuts for Life is Strange. It was so successful. And like, especially with with like the female audience, but I think also with the male audience, everybody just thinks it's great. Like, you know, I think the only people who would say that Life is Strange wasn't good are just people who are just, they just want to troll it. You know, they just, they hate the fact that people liked something or they're just like, I just want to shoot things. (laughs) Like, I, I think, I think that, it's really hard to say bad things about it. There were moments as well where I got a real... like what I, I should probably say this up top. I don't really play games like this, like story games. Yeah. I tend to favor like action over story in my games. So I could be like bringing up a bunch of things that I thought were great, and the people are like, well, yeah, that's just what story games are like. But there was some great moments where I got a real Shenmue feeling. Yeah. And those specifically where when you enter a new area, and there's like these little cutscenes that are just like draws your attention to things yeah, like it's just around like, the world. Just, just sort of like some shots. So you walk yeah. into the front lawn and you know, there's a girl playing with a drone, there's some guys playing football. It's just sort yeah. of like here you are and here's a little overview of where you are. And I was like, that's just Shenmue, all like yeah. all through and through. I, I do play only story games really. It's, that's that's my thing. And it just it just goes straight up there with like Red Dead, The Last of Us, Shenmue. Yeah. Like it just goes it's just great. I, yeah. I don't have enough good things to say about it. So, as far as I'm aware, there are two sort of significant choices in the game. Like, essentially, there are lots of choices. Of course there are. And they all sort of modify things in a way. As far as I'm aware, there are only two really, really big ones. And I think they're the two where you can't rewind. And one is towards the end of episode two. I thought, I thought it was the end of three, but... Is I, it three? I'm not, I'm, like I say, I, I really can't separate it. But you're talking about Kate on the roof. Yes. Yeah. I think that's episode two. I talked about it in the last podcast because that's also, I think that is my favorite moment of the entire game. Yeah. Like when you're not on the roof yet, but you're going to the roof and you're making your way through the crowd in slow motion because your powers are like struggling. Yeah. I just thought that was one of the best scenes I've ever seen. It was just stunningly excellent. (laughs) It was great. 
But so, I mean, I don't know what your outcome was. I I basically failed to save Kate. So did I. And I actually thought at the time when I played it that I actually thought that that was the story. I mm-hmm. thought that that wasn't a choice. But I found out through one of our work colleagues that you can save her. And I didn't, well, I didn't realize that. More Supposedly that, you can save her. At the end, because you know at the end of every episode you get the stats of yeah. like the sort of world stats. For me, it was something like 65% of people did save Kate. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now, How? I know what I did wrong. I got all the way to the last possible um, moment, and that's when you're, uh, you're, you quote a Bible passage to her, and I basically picked the wrong one because I hadn't remembered. You're supposed to remember one that you see in her room earlier as being her favorite Bible passage. I picked the wrong one, and that was it. I, I failed. Which I assume is probably quite similar. See, to I, you I, well, I, I actually think that I got everything right, and I put it down. I don't know why I failed, but I actually put my failure down to if you're going to save her. I thought that you had to stick with her the whole time, and there's one point where I she wants me to help her, and yeah. I say I've got to do this other thing, and I thought that was why. I thought that she remembered that. It could be, yeah, it could be. Uh, I'm not really sure, but having said that, it's like such a landmark moment that's reference so many times it changes everything really it changes up the way all the characters like interact and it changes so many yeah. different things that i can't actually imagine the game without that having happened like yeah and it, it makes me it like makes it me want to play it again to try and experience it but i know if i play it again she'll die again i'll be furious <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely it was quite cool that it was a little bit annoying but it was cool that it took the choice away from you there because obviously it was such a big moment yeah but it definitely makes you wonder like if she hadn't died how it do, how it would have went differently? Well, I especially with like, how it all plays out. Yeah, in so many like motivations of the characters after that moment are based around yeah, Kate, this, Kate, that, this is for yeah. Kate. Like, like it's it, yeah, it's huge. It's hugely influential. It makes it it makes you feel like at that point there's two games and you only yeah. get to play one of them. And the second big choice, as for, I mean, I could have missed these things. I don't know, but the second big choice that I can think of is uh, the end. Yeah, but you don't get to choose. You don't get to rewind. You basically have to pick an end yeah. and go with. Which is interesting because I believe we chose differently. We did, yes. And uh, we, it was really weird because we both said the same thing to each other. Where we both went, "Well, the obvious choice was this," but we picked the other one. <laughs> there you go. Not so obvious. My, so, yeah, uh, yeah let's just spoiler. Uh, at the end, uh, I just said "f the town" and I saved my. Uh, you saved off again, it, off yeah. again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on again, off again. Romance slash best friend. Yeah, uh, I. No, but but I I would like to clarify that the reason I did that was not out of like, like you were best friend. I'll never let you go. Like it wasn't like that. It was more because we've talked about it a little bit uh, off mic. As you get f- further through the uh, life is strange, it accelerates, and arguably the last few episodes are not as well paced and as well thought out like as the other ones yeah. it's, it's still good but like you can tell that they're kind of jamming it together and they're right, trying to accelerate running out of steam towards exactly. the end yeah for sure uh, and for me that was part of it is just that when presented with the do I let the town perish or do I let my best friend perish I just didn't feel invested enough in the town to care so right. I was just like I don't care and I let, the, I let the town be destroyed see I this is weird because again I don't play a lot of story games but I felt myself when I was making decisions I was less making the decisions that I wanted to make and more what I thought Max would do if she was a real person. Yeah. So I sort of felt constrained by that. And You're I really thought, trying to get your money's worth out of the game there. I thought ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, like, sacrificing one person who you've only really been in contact with for the last week and who you basically already... It's been foreshadowed so many times that ultimately this person's destiny is that they are going to die. Yeah. One way or another. It just sort of made sense. 
You know, get your life back on track, Max. Get back to school. Become a photographer. Have a nice life. Forget about this one person <laughs> who you met up with again for a week. You yeah, know, these think, things aren't I, really important. I think your that your answer is the right answer, and I actually think that the game wants you to do that. I yeah. think the game wants you to make the choice that you don't want to make. Like, the game wants you at the end to go, "I have to save the town, but I don't want to." That's yeah. what the director of the game wants you to do, and I kind of like went flew in the face of that, but like not for the right reasons. Because I think you're supposed to pick if you want Chloe to live, you're supposed to do that out of a love for Chloe. Yeah. I did it out of a lack of love for the town. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I think that's fair. Uh yeah, I just thought like it felt like what what that character would have yeah. done. And I also say even though the ending was good and I felt the experience was great. Like at the end I felt very, very satisfied with the experience I had. But I would say that the ending for me was pretty weak. Because at the end you make your choice and you drive out of town and that's it. And it just kind of felt like, I don't know what else I expected, but it just kind of felt like, oh. See, in that case, I would say I'm quite happy with the ending I chose because you get like a sort of, you don't get any more dialogue, but you get like the sort of funeral scene. Ah, yeah. And it's that's, you know, in, it's, in my one, you and Chloe just drive out of town. Yeah, see, that's a bit lame. Which was one of my biggest issues with the story all along. And, and it kind of, I was ignoring it and it made me angry. I couldn't talk about it last time because we weren't spoiling it. Yeah. But, uh, my question the whole time was, I'm enjoying the story, it's great, I love this game, but at all points, from the very first episode onwards, they could just drive out of town. <laughs> like, like, and at the end of the game, they do. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you do that before? She's like, I need to get money. I don't, it's like, well, you don't have any money now. So it's like, that's the only story criticism I really have, is that the resolution to my game could have been done at the very beginning but, of episode one. But surely the point is that it wouldn't have changed. Like Either way, if, if you manipulate sort of space and time so that Chloe survives, the trade-off is one way or another. Like That person's supposed to die. It's like Final Destination. Yeah. Right? So, someone, someone's got to pay, right? Yeah. So it's either her or the town. So yeah. if you do, if they left right away, it would probably would have still went down the way it went down. But I, I get it. It's sort of yeah. like, it feels a bit cheap at the end. And what I would say about the ending I chose was it does feel like it's that thing that sci-fi fans hate, you know, like the sort of retcon where nothing actually happened. Yeah. You've basically just gone back in time and uh, none of that happened. Although your character remembers it, nobody else remembers it. Ah. So you're right back at the start and you see... Is she alive again then? No. So oh. what happens is, it's actually, it's it's a really like... So you go back in time, but she's erased. You, Not erased, but she's You go dead. back in time, you, you, you look at the photograph of the butterfly, which you took in the bathroom at the start of the game. You go back in time and then Max is hiding in the bathroom, in the girl's bathroom. Nathan comes in, then... Uh, Chloe comes in and Nathan shoots her and she sits there the whole time and like listens and ah. doesn't doesn't act. That's basically it. So actually it's a really cool kind of like honestly powerful but you know it's a pretty moving yeah. ending. So I did uh, I did like that a lot. So yeah. yeah, those were the two big decisions I thought in the game but the other thing I want to mention since we're spoiling now is I can yeah. finally say it. Yes, I want to know. And I'm going to I'll prove it because I'll, I'll think about it because I just feel like I've I, for some reason I feel like the internet's going to hate me if I do it but I'll I'll, I'll see if I what I can maybe post online some proof All right. but I said there was something that I just clocked right at the beginning episode one mm. and when I was playing episode one I had my pen in my hand and I was just like writing notes down because I knew I was going to talk about it in the podcast Yeah. and in the first episode like the very first episode within about half an hour I had wrote down a line that just said 
photography teacher is killer. <laughs> <laughs> and at the and at the end of episode four, when it was revealed that he was, I was so pleased with oh, myself. Man. I was just like, I knew it. I called it right from the beginning. I didn't even know there was a killer. Like at that point in the story, you don't even know that Chloe's friend is dead. Yeah. But I just knew it. I was like, she's dead. And further than that, this guy killed her. And I was so pleased with myself. I had my massive smug face on. Fine. Yeah, absolutely fine. <laughs> I felt like Poirot. I felt like if Poirot could see me, he would have been so proud. And if he was real. (laughs) (laughs) He is real. He's real in our hearts. Yeah, that's all that matters. So, I mean, in the interest of balance, like there were obviously things I didn't like about it. Um, Now, one of the things that you mentioned that I take issue with, and perhaps it's because we were playing on different platforms. You were playing on uh, PC. Well, I'm going to play it on PS4 because I ordered the special edition. That's how much I liked it. Is that that the boxed copy they're doing? Yeah. You mentioned that you thought it looked great and i i take some exception to that because although i think it was very stylish i thought it was all kind of lo-fi and also it had some maybe you'll notice this on ps4 too but i felt like it had some performance problems like quite often when a scene loaded there was a lot of texture popping that didn't feel very good to me see for me it was really good so i actually i can't really say anything about that i think the special edition comes out in like 10 days or something, I think. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm going to play it on PS4 and then maybe we can come back to that. And- yeah, I think it was it was like, like I say, very, very stylish. And it had a, it had a style. Yeah. But I don't think that style was It definitely like- wasn't like next gen. Yeah. And that definitely isn't what I meant. It was, it was more like, in the same way that I think Telltale games look great. And nobody yeah. can okay, say they're fine. like... No, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. I get you now. But yeah. it was just, there were certain scenes, like I said, the scene where you're moving through the crowd in slow-mo, for example, it was just stunning. Like, it was mm-hmm. so... The art in that game is, yeah, it's very cool. is very high level. I had a, a lot of time for like the ending where everything starts to kind of unravel. Yeah. Um, and like you open the diary and it's just got like scribbles and stuff all yeah. over it. And like I thought that was really cool. A lot of people moaned about the stealth sections and I like I well the stealth section there was only one. Like I I would sort of I always a little bit of a moan when it comes to stealth sections that aren't like well executed. Like the the one in the order, yeah. for example, I thought was a very bad example. Yeah. This actually isn't that much better. But I didn't mind it because a it was short and b it was easy. Yeah, so I was fine. And, with and it was and it was it. it felt right in the story. It, it had, didn't it didn't feel out of place. Yeah, to do it, it had all that kind of like weird surreal stuff, like characters yeah. like repeating lines to you and things. And there's that bit where you sort of walk through like what's effectively like a diorama of like moments in the story. Yeah, and it, you walk forward, the light comes on, and it's a little sort of scene. Yeah, I really liked out. it. That was just really cool. I yeah. really I liked all of that. It looked awesome. Um, so what didn't I like? Um, Rachel Amber couldn't give a shit. At any point. Yeah. It just, it almost didn't matter. And I was almost annoyed by how, like, invested in this dead person who was clearly dead and who she'd never met that Max was the whole time. Like, she felt some sort of weird connection with this person she'd never met. Yeah. Just couldn't give a shit at all. (laughs) Really, just, I was like, why are you bothering? It doesn't matter. There was was a few bits of it like that. And there was a lot of the, and maybe it's just because I'm heartless and I don't get human emotions, but, like, there was a lot of bits in the story that were really, for me, they felt like, they relied on you being as emotional as those characters are, and mm. I'm just not. <laughs> like, you know, there just there was a lot of this kind of like best friends forever kind of thing, and I was just like, ah, oh, I mean, uh, you know, we're 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 both staring down the barrel of thirty. You know? <laughs> don't really have time for this yeah. sort of teenage millennial bullshit. Yeah, but you see, the say. thing is, I don't remember a lot about my past, but I have vague memories of being like 18 years old, and I still didn't think that then either. Like, it's oh. just. I don't know. I, I think maybe you have to be quite emotional for that to properly resonate. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I, also just, you know, different world. Let's yeah. just say, different world from where we grew up. Yeah. 
whatever. Yeah, that is not what my <laughs> high school slash college experience was. No, no sir. Um, what else didn't I like? Hell yeah, yes. There was, yeah, I mean, God. But the thing is, that they're, they're cool. almost like self-aware of that because when you when you do the alternate reality thread yeah. where, where Chloe's in the wheelchair and she's like, oh, I hate that word, you know, it's like clearly... See, that's really one way aware. to look at it, but the other way I took at it, I actually didn't like that exact moment. I'm glad you reminded me of it. Because I actually thought that was lazy writing. Mm. I didn't get the self-awareness from it. I actually thought that that was their way of hammering home the timeline change. It's just like, she's like, hell of this and oh, hell yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, smoke totally. some weed. And then, it, and then when it cuts back to her, she's like, I'm a straight A student and I would never say hella. I'm a different <laughs> person now and you don't know me, Max. It was like, it was like, all right, all right, I get it. <laughs> I, think, I think they missed a trick in that section because that, like, I'm skipping over a few things. I will go back, but... The pacing issues, like at the first half of episode four is a grind. Like, and it is obviously it's tugging on the heartstrings. It's got the kind of the moment where you've got to decide whether or not you're basically going to murder your, well, not murder, but you know, like grant, uh, uh, what's the words, euthanasia to your to your friend. Yeah. And it's very emotional. It's very built up and fine. It's too did long. You, did you Far do it? Far too long. Of course I did it. I see <laughs> See, again, that's, that's that's another moment where I thought I didn't do it, and I just thought the same thing. I just thought absolutely not doing that, like, right. and I didn't do it, and she was pissed at me. I was just like, that was weird. I mean, maybe it almost comes out of the computer games, which I'm not even going to go down that road, because this podcast is not going to be us talking about our real-life political and moral views. Of course not. But like when I played the game, it was just like... For whatever reason, anybody wants to read into that, and if any if anybody wants to discuss it with me, they can they can try and start that conversation somewhere. But it'll be difficult to have. But it just for me there was there wasn't really that much emotion there because I was just like ain't doing it. I was, I was I, like straight up. I was just like I, I ain't doing that. I tell you the and reason, I and I didn't and I didn't buy into the reasons for why I, the game was trying to make me feel I should buy into I'll it. I'll tell you why I why I did it. The reason why the reason why, sorry, I'm off mic. The reason why I did it was because I knew it didn't matter because the timeline had already been affected. That thread was just off and it was just yeah. gonna, gonna gonna burn or whatever happens to alternate reality threads. It wasn't the world I was gonna exist in after that moment. But you knew Max was gonna remember. Of course. And I was and I was worried that I was gonna have to sit through a cutscene where she was gonna be like crying while hugging uh, What's her face? I keep forgetting their names. Chloe. Chloe. The, the, the next scene she's going to be hugging like, I'll never kill you again. Well, I can't no, believe it, I killed you. It, it does come back at the time when you, when, after you've sort of seen what's going to happen, you go back in time to the night of the, the Vortex Club party and you try to stop Chloe from getting involved so that she doesn't end up dead. And she uses that as her way of stopping her from from yeah. doing it and it, it which works. is another thing you're like that's not that wasn't my experience like the vortex club party I, we have we have some american fans i think fans is too strong we have some people from america who watch our videos can anybody tell us if if any like colleges or anything in america is that really what it's like because it ain't what it's like here no. <laughs> the vortex club party i've never seen anything like that i don't know <laughs> i mean maybe maybe even britain has changed because like like you say we're pushing 30 so we're yeah. a bit out of touch yeah. but like i don't know i mean that pool party rave whatever it was going on like no school i've ever been to is doing stuff like that like that is not allowed. There was, there was another <laughs> another moment during that scene where on campus. Had, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> maybe, maybe a house party, maybe, but not not on campus. Dear me, who, who's I'm so who's, old? Whose school has a swimming pool? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's actually just British schools. Yeah, maybe. we don't get we don't get pools. That's why we're so bad at the Olympics. Underfunded, but at least we get free healthcare. So you know, back yes. to the end. Yeah. Um, another moment during that scene, actually, in the vortex <laughs> club, when you're 
trying to convince Victoria to not um, go around with Nathan yeah. because you think she's next on his, on his kill list. Um, Which he was. Something happened, and it's the only point in the game where it happened where I misinterpreted the options for dialogue and I accidentally picked something that made Max do something which I thought was totally out of character. Like almost like a bipolar style switch yeah. where she admits to having set up, you know, the paint dropping thing where the paint, she rigs it, the paint so it falls yeah. on ruins Victoria's dress or whatever. Um, but she does it in a really like sort of catty, mean way. And I was yeah. like, ah, I don't like that. Rewind, rewind, rewind. But I just start, kept thinking about it like, you wouldn't say that. Why did you say that? What, what did you say that for? <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird moments like that. There were lots of weird moments. And also, there were a couple of moments where conversations or like solving a puzzle where you had to basically just explore the possible options in a conversation tree were tedious. Like, yeah. The like bit- I, I, talk, I talked about the keyring one where it yeah. wouldn't let me guess. Like yeah. It wasn't even a guess. It wouldn't let me not go through the process because I knew it was a panda because I remembered it. Yeah. But I had to not, I had to get it wrong first before it allowed me to get it right. Exactly. The bit where you are trying to get, uh, is it Frank, the drug dealer, his um, his book of clients. Yeah, so you, you, and you just had to down. keep going back to do it. Like And the same, getting his keys and getting him at the, when you're outside his, his uh, RV. Yeah. Like those two scenes were exactly the same. It was just pounding you with the rewind and explore. Gotta try, but, gotta try. Well, see, in the end, like I I'd sort of guessed, I sort of played it through and Chloe ends up shooting Frank. I was like, okay, rewind. That's not obviously not going to happen. Then I got she to shot a point. Like five times. <laughs> then I got to a point where she just like I think stabbed him in the knee or something. Yeah. And I was like, "There's probably a way to resolve this peacefully, but I can't be bothered going back again. So let's go with this." Yeah. And it came back to haunt me later in the game where you meet him in the in the diner when the world is falling apart, and he's like yeah. really mean to you because. See, well, I, I managed, doesn't like you. eventually, after a hell of a lot of tries, I got through it without violence, and that was why I didn't experience that. He I was, was, he was good like, to me after that. So. I just couldn't be arsed anymore. I was like, nah. The only other storyline thing I've got to mention, which I probably won't go too deep into because I'll probably just, like, you know, not properly politically correct myself into a into a horrible corner. You've already yeah. done that. <laughs> it was it was the kind of Chloe Max romance which was always just be and, and I know that they're like they're best friends and, yeah. and I get that. So it was probably just maybe it was just me. Maybe everyone was just like, no, it's just because you're a pervert and you wanted to see that. It was like I I really felt that the makers of the game were really strongly at certain points pushing that concept that this friendship could be more than friendship. And they even do that stupid bit, which is meant to be just like the playful, like, if you're such a badass, then kiss me, and then you get to choose when you do it. And she's like, whoa, you're hardcore. It's like, but it felt like, I don't know. I don't feel like I imagined that. I felt like they were actually putting that in the game, but nothing is ever said or anything about it, which to me made it weird. Like, it almost was like, like, why even do it? Because the swimming pool scene was the same. It was like, they're not just talking in the pool. Like, it was like, it was like brimming with tension. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you may or may not be pleased to hear that. I I felt the same the same thing. Like there was definitely a sort of, there was a hint of it. I'm very pleased. <laughs> and yeah, I had the similar sort of like, am I just reading too much into this? And if so, why am I reading yeah. too much into it? But, I'm gonna give myself credit and say I don't think it was just my pervy mind. I think that there was they were definitely hinting at the fact. Because I was almost thinking to myself, is there actually a decision-making tree that will make them a couple? Yeah. Like, and that was what I was actually asking myself because it was just, there's too many moments in the game where it just felt like that's what they want me to think. Like, yeah. that's where this is going. Totally this agree. is This is becoming more than friendship. Yeah. 
And I think they, they, they also like they were. I thought they were also doing that with the sort of Chloe Rachel Amber thing. Yeah, like, that she was totally. so like incensed with rage at finding out that you know Rachel and Frank had had a had a relationship. She was like furious at the concept, yeah. and I think it's because she felt jilted. So whatever, maybe we're reading too much into it now. But I don't think so. I, I think there's something there. Well, anyway, that's pretty much all I've got to say about Life is Strange. Um, outstanding yeah. game, really, really good. Play it, unless you haven't played it or you skipped this part of the podcast. We'll welcome you back in a moment. <laughs> That's it for the spoilers, folks. Normal service will now resume. We thank you for your compliance. Shall we get into some questions? Yeah, let's let's round it off with some questions. We're, we're at the like the hour mark or something now. Uh, I think we've we've met our quota for this week. Yes. Right, we've got a few questions. Um, let's start off with our old pal Drusen, who might actually be able to answer our questions about American schools. He'll definitely be able to answer our questions about American schools. I don't know if he's been to college yet or is even going so i don't know like but he definitely will know what american high school might like. be able to provide us with more you know what you know what's funny is I, I bet that just i bet it's just a needle he'll just be like now nah, it's homeschooled and i'll be like oh, <laughs> god damn it but god surely he knows surely he's been to a school again he may have actually uh, skipped the part of the podcast where we we're talking about that if he hasn't yeah. played life is strange oh yeah so he's not even gonna get it at all he might not even get that at all but anyway hi Drusen, thanks for your question um <laughs> He asks, Mer- <laughs> I actually, I actually feel like before we ask the question, we should just elaborate that. In case Tristan didn't listen to the spoiler section, we were talk, we were asking because we're so old and British. We were, we were saying, is, is American high school slash American like colleges? Are they really like you see in games and movies? Because they just seem mad to us, like the parties and the craziness, and it, like it just seems absolutely bonkers. School in Britain is just like, and university is just grey and. Awful and boring. It is. Anyway, Drewson's question. Drewson actually asked two questions. In fact, he asked three, which is greedy, but we didn't get many questions, so I might ask them all. <laughs> Drewson asks, Mirror's Edge was one of my favourite games ever, and the new one is coming out. I believe it's coming out this year, actually. Um, he asks, did you play the original at all, and did you like it? Did you play the original, Claw? I did. I've got a little anecdote about the original game, because I've played Mirror's Edge, and I, I would say I love Mirror's Edge, and nobody has ever played Mirror's Edge less than me and mm. loved it. I have never successfully got through the training. You know, when you start the single-player game and you have to do the little course that just teaches you the mechanics of the game, Yeah, there's a jump in that course that I can't make. So right. I would actually say I've never played Mirror's Edge, but I have played it and I like it. Okay. Well, there you go. And the second one looks cool. It does, but it looks like I just can't. Thing. I can't get through the training. I can't make the jump. <clears throat> Two problems I had with Mirror's Edge. One is that I only got ever got as far as the point where my opponents had guns. At that point, I couldn't do it. Anymore. I never saw an opponent. I couldn't get over yeah, the jump. And that's pretty early in the game, so <laughs> even I didn't get much further. But also, what I was saying earlier about um, first person plus parkour equals seasickness, I got pretty bad motion sickness playing Mirror's Edge, so I uh, probably skipped Mirror's Edge too, to be honest, because I don't want to throw up in my living room. <laughs> Next question is from Econ, and it's more about a uh, this is a this is a meta question. A meta really. question. It's about the channel. Oh. Um, which single video was the most tedious to make? But, but by the way, we we also have a YouTube channel. I don't know if we mentioned that yeah. on this particular podcast. <laughs> Do you think anybody is actually listening to this who doesn't know that we have a YouTube channel? Oh well, anyway, if you don't know that we have a YouTube channel, it's Wrong Town Central on YouTube. Go yeah. check it out. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to this these words I'm saying right now, and you legitimately had no idea we had a YouTube channel, then like tweet at me or Riley or the channel or something because I'd love to know who you how, are. How, how did you find us? I, I would I would love to know if there's any people out there who who discovered our podcast. 
podcast naturally, like without YouTube. Well, That's can... amazing if that happened. That would be some good <laughs> analytics for us to have. Yeah. Uh, Econ asks, which single video was the most tedious to make and was it worth it in the end? And she offers a suggestion of uh, either episode 8 or 10 of The Search for Davy. The Search Davey. for Davy, our old epic Minecraft series. Yes. Um, I can answer the second part immediately without saying what video, which was, was it worth it? The answer is always no. No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. But, but I would say, that it, would, it would probably be Search for Davy. I think she's probably just called it there that... We did two Minecraft series back in the day when we were exploring what kind of fun videos we might make. And the Search for Davy we completed. If you haven't watched the Search for Davy, go back and watch it. There's 10 episodes, and I am really proud of it. It's like a 10-episode series, which is basically just us trying to find Davy in a weird Minecraft world. But uh, Search for Davy was very hard to make. It's like a film. And I would say every episode was hard. But the further you go into the series, the harder it got with, with episodes like... Seven, eight, nine, ten, just being ridiculously hard. It was like making films. We also did another series called The Last of Us, which was obviously like a Minecrafty spin-off of The Last of Us game, uh, and it was really hard to make as well. They were just really difficult because it, it, making things in Minecraft is hard. Because I'm like, I I don't really play Minecraft. I don't really know that much about it. I don't know how to mod it or anything like that. So when you watch one of our Minecraft films, that's just made like in, in on a normal vanilla server with like very few additions. Like you know, sometimes we had something that could spawn zombies or something. But really, we just play that in vanilla Minecraft, and it's just really hard to make it. Recently, I'll, I'll add one more to that question. Is recently on the chat, I think probably a couple of days ago it was maybe friday or saturday's video uh just passed uh we put up a gta video oh yeah that is really short and it's just a stupid little joke that i wanted because i wanted to test out the director mode in gta mm -hmm. so i made that little short film and it was actually surprisingly hard to make it looks pretty simple because it's only a couple of minutes long and there's no voices or anything but it was really hard to get some of those shots and to get some of that stuff to happen so in recent times i would say that gta video was very hard to make but it was worth it Fair enough. Minecraft, not so much. I don't, I don't really have much to add to that because I don't do the editing, so um, they're all they're all equally tedious. That's my, uh, that's yeah, my answer. Yeah, they're all equally tedious. <laughs> uh, next Podcasts are easy. Podcasts are the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Uh, we, we just talk. It's, it's low effort content. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, next question. Another one about the channel. Um, it's another one from Drewson, too. This comment was left on YouTube. This is the only question, I think, that we got on YouTube. I think. I could be wrong about that. Certainly the only question that, at the time, I deemed worth reading out. Okay. Um, he asks, when do we get more live-action content? There is a certain rumoured video or two that I can't wait for. And there's another question in this question. He says, also, it's after Christmas. What is something cool you got for a present, assuming you celebrate it? So let's start with the first we, part. In Wrongtown, we celebrate all we, the holidays. We, there's nothing we don't celebrate. <laughs> let's start with the first part. Live action content. What's the deal, Claw? What's going on with this yeah, live action well, content? See, that's, it's like a loaded months. question because basically last summer, which is like so that's seven months ago now or something, uh, some people from the YouTube community that we have uh, came over to, to Wrongtown and visited uh, myself and Riley very briefly. And one of those people was... Uh, Jerusalem, and he helped he actually helped film a little kind of sketch that i was making at the time and it's just been kind of put on the back burner and i haven't finished it because of other stuff that's been going on but i think that's what he's hinting at he basically there's a little weird comedy sketch that i might try and edit and get out on the channel at some point in the future and Jerusalem 
helped with the camera work of that particular sketch, which is why I think he's eager to see it. He's looking for his royalties. That's what's he going is. on here. Uh, what I'll say is it has been worked on and it's maybe like 70, 80% ready. So I'm hoping it's going to come out this year. <laughs> All right, there you go. Q1 through Q4, 2016. Yeah. Look out for it. Yeah. Uh, second part of that question, what's something cool you got for a present? You said Dying Light. Did you get that as a present? I did. There you go. But I Is actually, cool? I, I feel like I got some, yeah, I got the, I, I remember what amazing presents I got. I got excellent presents. I'm probably going to forget, so some people might be offended, but like the presents that I was really happy about are one I got myself and one I got for my parents. I got myself every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine on DVD. Oh, wow. And my parents got me every single episode of Star Trek Voyager on DVD. Oh, nice. So I was well pleased That's with that. Good. And I've been rinsing them. That's very good. Absolutely rinsing them. I got, <clears throat> I got one of those uh, things you put around your wrist that tells you how much running you've been doing. <laughs> I got one of those guys. Excellent. And actually, quite a distressing amount of beard-related stuff from various members of my family. Well, you're rocking a pretty immense beard right now. So. That is true, but I'm starting to be concerned that it's beginning to define me. Yeah, you're becoming a beard. And that people only see the beard. <laughs> so I got two beard-related t-shirts, and I got two from two different people on two different parts of the family. I got two beard grooming kits. Oh. So I don't know what that says about uh, me as a as a person or as a beard, but uh, yeah. <laughs> certainly that 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 sort of uh, encompasses my family's perception of me. It would seem. I see. But yeah, I remember I got another. It wasn't really a Christmas present. It was like a New Year present. Uh, uh, my lady friend had guests staying mm-hmm. uh, at Wrongtown Towers, and I, I was not <laughs> invited. Yeah, yeah. one of the guests. Uh, just kind of gave me a present because he knows I'm into like technology and stuff and he just he had he had basically these little mobile phones and he just thought I'd be interested in it so he brought one up and gave it to me and I actually tweeted it if you go back on my Twitter which is at Wrongtown Claw if you, I don't post that many photos so it'll be pretty high up in the photo list it's this tiny little mobile phone it's like smaller than a credit card and almost the spin and it's a, it's an actual it like, looks, mobile it looks phone. Like a calculator. Yeah, it's got Bluetooth. Wow. It's like like you know three G and everything. Oh, it's like that's... it's like a tiny little low res display smartphone that you just charge up a USB and put a little SIM card in, and it just works. Like, and I was just like, that's the coolest thing that's... ever. It's great. That's cool. I was so pleased with it. That was oh. probably one of the best things I got. Excellent. Um, next question from at Atomica fifteen on Twitter. I actually don't know if that's the right way to say. I think once I I used to say like Atomic A or I used to say all kinds of weird things, but I think he specifically said Atomica once. Well, I'm going with Atomica 15. I hadn't met Atomica 1 through 14, so yeah. uh, Atomica 15 has asked a question. He says, "Well, it's not really a question, actually. It's kind of a demand, which you know is <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty big of you, Atomica 15." Uh, he wants more exploration games on the channel. Gone home. Everyone's gone to the Rapture, Ethan Carter. Everyone's gone to the Rapture has been discussed. That's yeah. on the block. Well, there you go. It just won an award or something, so we're definitely going to tear that one didn't down. We, we played, <laughs> didn't we play, was it the park we played? Yeah. That, and, was, a, that was a And I actually, game. I actually really liked the park, surprisingly. I thought, it was, I thought I'm going to play this game to make fun of it. Yeah. And at the end, I was like, that was great. <laughs> well, maybe what we could do is just pick games that aren't walking around games, but just walk around in them, like GTA or Metal Gear Solid. We'll just yeah. go for a wander. In yeah, these, let's do that. Games. Maybe the next podcast will be set to us just walking around in GTA 5. I don't know. Just an idea. Just yeah. came up with it. Did Damon <laughs> ask Claw first? Just said it out loud. There you go. Now it's happening. Uh, next question from at Frazzle89Dazzle on Twitter. 
Very good question, this. I like this one. Uh, if you could pick one video game character to be your eternal sidekick who never leaves your side ever, who would you choose? Fuxan. Fuxan. <laughs> Just instant. Do, do you sometimes, do you, not, do you not feel, because he does stress ever as being never leave your side. Ever. He's an absolute weapon boy. Like you, you, you just like he'll help you in so many situations, but you can also just beat down on him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you think? You'd maybe, want him... maybe I answered too quickly, and there's other considerates, but he's definitely up there. Do you want him by your side ever? Yeah, forever. Great. Okay, fair enough. Because he'd be like, Claude, it's getting late. We should go home. I'm like, get a rest, Fuxan. There you go, Fuxan. It's Claude's answer. Um, I'm gonna go with. Who am I gonna go with? Who am I gonna go with? I uh, probably should have thought of this before the podcast. I'm going to go with Odd Job from Goldeneye. Because, yeah. uh, God, that would be great. Because I, I, he's just really effective and fast. And, and people can't hit him because he's too small. Um, and you'd have to crouch to, to actually attack him. Yeah. So maybe job. actually, I'd maybe have that woman from the park just uh, like as my sidekick. Oh, she's so annoying though. I know, but I just think she'd be a last beer. I reckon. Because she'd always just be like, Callum! <laughs> Callum! <laughs> just, it'd just be funny. Great, great fun on a night out. Night out looking for Callum <laughs> with Odd Job, Fuxan, yeah. and the woman from the park. There you go. That's our answer. That's the ultimate party. <laughs> that is that is a private table in the club right there. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Sorry, I'm looking through this list of questions. Oh, we have I one more. I didn't realize we had so many. Oh, we no, one, one more. Last right. one. This is from at Anora on Twitter, who oh, asks. That one. Yep. Who asks. Will Wrongtown Claw be cutting an album in the near future? I think cutting an album's like dropping an album, but like a different way of saying that. They're both quite cool terms, but anyway. Drop, so, I, so yeah, when you say dropping an album, I would think of that more about like, it's it's like on the net, listen to it. Yeah. Whereas cutting it, I always think is more like the process it, studio, of, of right? making yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Like I've cut the album and next week I'm going to drop it. <laughs> so the question reads, will Wrongtown Claw be cutting an album in the, in the near future? His musical mastery is off the charts. Hashtag Wrongtown Records. Any response uh, to that? Well, I, I don't know about an album, but what I would say is I do like to sing, and I think we can all agree I've got a pretty good singing voice. Uh, I've been endorsed by several artists. And I, <laughs> I don't know about an album, but what I can almost certainly guarantee that you've not heard the last of me singing in Wrong Town videos. Tremendous. <laughs> sure everyone will be thrilled to hear that. <laughs> Karaoke! It's gonna happen. Gonna uh, get Davy back for some karaoke. Yeah, but well, he'd be he'd be well up for that. He loves it. Yeah, definitely. We, um, we used to, me and Davy used to do karaoke duets uh, for sound tests back in the old days. I remember that. Yeah. Riley would say, "Can you speak into your mics to check it's working?" And we just first did the song. Those are the days. We thought we could never use it because of the sort of copyright thing, but it seems yeah. like we've been flying under the radar. We're okay at the moment. Yeah, we're we're currently in the process of testing how far can we push <laughs> the our, our legal team's defence and uh, we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. Fully expect Kanye West's legal team to be bursting through the, the glass of the studio yeah. to take us down. <laughs> Despite not having recorded any Kanye West songs to this date. Not yet. Well, yeah. If we do them, it'll be, I'll improve them. 2016. <laughs> hey. Don't you talk that way about Yeezy. That's it. That's it. Is yep. that, that, that the podcast? That that's, was, that was great. That's it. And I actually, looking at my notes, completely missed out a section on a game I wanted to talk about. I'll save it for next time because I think it'll still be oh, topical. Oh, that's such a tease. It is a tease. Um, oh, yeah, you did. I can see it too. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that is something. 
Uh, Maybe we'll play it before before yeah, we Yeah, actually, that's, do it. that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, okay, so thank you for listening. That is the end of episode three of the Wrong Time Podcast, the first Wrong Time Podcast in the calendar year 2016. <laughs> so, housekeeping, the boring stuff. Follow us on Twitter, at Wrongtown is for the channel. And that's also where if you want to ask us a question on the podcast, you should tweet your questions to at Wrongtown on Twitter. That, that account, sorry, just um, also has any sort of stuff that's relevant to the channel on there so new videos are posted and just sort of funny stuff and all sorts of things um, but if you for any reason want to follow us individually you can follow at wrongtownclaw for him yeah at wrongtownriley for me and uh, as I said before we are on YouTube and you'll find us Wrongtown Central is the name of our channel on YouTube because I think Wrongtown was taken is that why we were Wrongtown Central? no no, no? We're, we're just, just decided we're just Wrongtown Central there you go R- maybe Wrongtown was taken but that we was a, that was a big call we are, we are, we are Wrongtown like there's another Wrongtown nah. and, and you know if you google Wrongtown you might find someone else but we're pretenders we're absolutely dominant in the, in the world when you look for Wrongtown we're Wrongtown we're not the only <laughs> Wrongtown but we are the best Wrongtown we're also the number one Wrongtown I don't know. I don't know what ranking you'd have to use before we'd not be the number one wrong town. I think we're the number one wrong town. What if the ranking was least good? Then we'd be number two. <laughs> <laughs> Something to think about there. Yeah, that's um, possible. It's possible. I'm not saying we would. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy this podcast and you want us to keep doing it, um, leave us comments and likes and subscriptions and stuff on whatever outlet you've seen it on. So if you saw it on YouTube, leave us a comment, like the video. If you listen to this on iTunes, please subscribe, leave us a review because that pushes us up the rankings and so uh, apparently that makes other people see us. That makes good things happen. Oh. Which means we all profit, really, morally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> a little reminder to ask any questions, anything at all, seriously, if you just want to ask something that's not even games related. Like, we're still sort of feeling out what this podcast is, so it might morph, it might evolve. Yeah. And we like doing weird crap, so like, even if you ask us something or you're like, what about this? If it doesn't fit into the podcast, we'll probably just do it somewhere else, like... You know, we do like you, to do things. It's all about interaction it with is. the audience. Because if people demand that I start to do a second podcast, which is only about, like, hardcore American politics, <laughs> then I'll do it. <laughs> Look forward to that one. Yeah. They'd be like, what was that guy who used to do, like, really extreme political stuff on Fox? What was his name? I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I realise that's very Every, wide open. Everyone... <laughs> I mean, the the worst the worst two are like Bill O'Reilly and and, uh, and Hannity. No, who's the guy yeah. that used to like shout? He used to shout at the camera all the time. Really? He was really aggressive. Well, it's, uh, Bill O'Reilly does that. It's not Bill O'Reilly. Okay, he's, he's the old guy who just like he points and he tells you things. Well, if you know who I'm talking about, please tweet us at Wrongtown and let me know. And uh, we'll... are you talking about when it's like a panel show and there's like four of them sitting down like casually? I think he was like one of these guys who like he has a yeah. really silly name and he definitely. I think I know who you mean. I don't know. I don't know if that's what, yeah. but it is what you think it is. <laughs> Maybe we could extend the podcast just so yeah. while we work that out. I mean, yeah, we we tried to not get political here, but <laughs> you know, if if you watch Fox News and you like it, then <laughs> 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 oh yes. Well, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, Wrong Town Podcast not going to be on Fox anytime soon. After that, thanks very much, Claude. They've got a lot of money. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for watching the videos, listening to the podcast, all that stuff. Interacting is very good of you. And it means we keep doing this. And that's it. We've reached the end. So hopefully we'll have another podcast 
next month, I guess. We might up the frequency if these, these do well, but we don't really know yet. But uh, yeah, let's see what happens. We'll find out together, you and I. Chloe, any last words? Healthcare. Healthcare. Very important. Good night. Ha <laughs> <laughs>